Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best third fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'm Steve Sarley, my partner's Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. They make the most extensive and complete line of fishing reels in the world. Check them out. Spinning or bait casting, they've got it all. They hit all the price points. Make sure you take a look at the lineup from Daiwa. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 at our website, wefishasa.com. And whenever you get your podcast from, you can easily find us. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced by Dave and myself in two separate studios in Northern Illinois. We send the audio down to Lando Lakes, Florida. Our executive producer is the one and only Brad Nearman. He puts it all together, makes it sound as good as it does. Bradley, thanks for all of your help. On today's show, we welcome Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Dave is going to talk to Steve Crookshank from Fishing for Life. We've had him on before. We love their organization. And I get to visit with Caleb Kufal, Bassmaster Elite winner at the latest elite tournament down in Guntersville in Alabama. This guy absolutely smoked the field. It was a great performance by Caleb Kufal. But first, hooks is the subject of the day for Dan Johnston and Dave Kranz. Let me swing it over. Here you go, Dave. Take it away. And as Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. And this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And they bring us Dan Johnston all the time. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, Dave. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, today's topic, you brought up a, a idea about talking about hook selection. It is a massive topic. There's a lot of different hooks. Uh, it can be intimidating. And, and uh, you know, where do we start with this? You got to give the, the uh, folks a little background. Yeah, it's, it's, it is massive as an understatement. And you look at the wall and, you know, your shop and let alone a catalog and it's just overwhelming. So let's, 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 uh, narrow this down for the listener a little bit. So hook classifications, you know, you have your single, single shank hooks, and then you have your treble hooks. In some cases you have double hooks and frog hooks, and then you have keel weighted, um, and all sorts of things. And let's think of it this way. The aught sizes, when you see like a one forward slash zero or two forward slash zero, those are aught sizes. Those get bigger as they go up in size in number. And then the every other hook out there is the opposite of that. As the size, as the number goes up, the hook gets smaller. For example, a size ten treble hook is smaller than a size two. So let's remember that. And then let's also be cognizant of the fact there's different gauges. You have like your super line hooks for braid that are a lot heavier than a light wire hook, and you have different shank lengths and all sorts of things. So Dave, we can take this wherever you want to take it, but we can certainly provide some helpful information to get people through this sea of product offering. 
Yeah, because there's a live bait might be a little different hook, a lighter wire hook, a plastics yeah. hook. You got to have a little meat to it, especially if you're using braid. Um, there's even some hooks that are made that are very heavy. But uh, I think overall, uh, we have a lot of new anglers out there. Let's start with some live bait uh, hook uh, types. Yeah, great question. You know, the, the the number one most popular hook for live bait out there is called the Aberdeen. And it's a long shanked hook. It can come in bronze or it can come in gold. Uh, but it has a long, a long uh, shank on it. So you can put a night crawler on it, get a bite, and you bring the fish in and part of the hook sticking out of the fish's mouth, which is a beautiful thing. It's a long shank. So that's that's the most, you know, the Aberdeen hook in a size, you know, four, six, eight would be the the wheelhouse sizes there. Um, for the beginner, I would I would start there um, for sure. That That's going to be the number one selling hook for the beginner. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh great for a place to start for the beginner but those of us that fish pan fish still use that hook today so um it, it is a a basic hook and it is something that you will use and uh you know if you walk in to a tackle store they're going to point you in the right direction as to what to use and that was a good explanation on what dan said about the hook sizes because if you you know want to order a you know like a one-aught like you were talking about but you know going the opposite direction and the other uh you know, the regular numbers, you, you could order the totally the wrong, wrong hook. So uh, good, good uh, start there. Now, let's talk about maybe um, some different presentations. So we said Aberdeen for like live bait. Uh, how about for like people that are uh, throwing plastics, like for uh, worming? And, and there's a lot of different ones. There's wacky worm, there's drop shot, there's Texas rigging. Well, what would the ho hooks be for those presentations? Yeah, there's two real, uh, actually three general styles. You have your, you have your EWG or Superline. Uh, EWG stands for extra wide gap, and that's obviously something that's bulkier that you need some bite or some distance between the curve of the back of the hook and the flat part that goes to the bar for big plastics. Then you have your straight shanks, which you'll see that are just they're they're a they're a hook that will curve, but not in a big giant oval for. You know, the, these work for slimmer profile plastics baits, and a lot of these are called offset. And I know I'm getting a little weedy, but if you look at it, you'll notice right up by the eye, there's actually a little 90-degree bend up there. And that's so you can take a Texas rig, classic example. You can take that piece of plastic up and over that bend, so when you turn it around and hook it to hide the hook, everything's in line. So it's called an offset worm hook is what you'll see and those can come in ewg extra wide gap and then the, the next decision you need to make are you using braid like for example if we're punching we want to use braid we've done podcasts on that before so you want a heavy gauge super line ewg and if we're using something in a more of a finesse worm uh last week i was throwing a drop shot and i was using a super light wire hook with a little keeper on it for a drop shot rig um that was just a straight line hook in, in, a, in a size two um so there's a lot going on there but we want to make sure that we get the style of the hook dialed in to what we're going to present and there's a lot of information at sporting goods stores on that you know dave your shop you can walk people through this because getting set up right is really important absolutely do you have a uh, favorite style of hook for wacky rigging which is uh, a very popular technique where you hook the worm in the middle like a, a sanko or a stick type worm and it's very popular is there a hook you like to use for that I tell you, the, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but I have a heavyweight champ, and it's the Trocar Wacky Hook. I mean, I just, 
unbelievable. You literally start reeling in their pen. And it's got two little plastic brush guards on it. Um, it's a little tiny hook, almost looks like a circle hook. So it doesn't have any length to the shank at all. And you, it just hides beautiful. But what, why, I don't know. But my strike to hookup ratio on that hook is so off the charts, I don't even want to look at another one. Yeah, and you know what? I use one very similar in shape to that, the same shape, but mine is the Gamakatsu finesse uh, weed. Listen, the Gamakatsu hook has um, got a little fiber weed guard on it with a little U in it where it hooks, hooks up under the barb, and I, I would say the same thing. I, I don't think it's the weed guard that makes a difference. I think it's the design of both those hooks that are in that little type of uh, small a small wide gap hook with no shank on it and the hookup rate is insane. It, it really works well. So I think we, we agree we're just using different brands. Yeah, and the length of the shank is huge, especially when you start skipping. It, you, you Less is more. And people look at this little hook and they're like, there's no way this fish will get pinned up. But boy, they just do. They just get it. As long as you don't jerk. The, the, the hook set on something like that's more of a lift and reel. You don't want to set the hook real hard and that's really important. No, it, it, and you don't have to because it, it ends up where it's supposed to be and it buries in there and uh, you can fight the fish and get them in and get your photo or whatever you'd like to do. If you're in a tournament, you're going to weigh them. Um, the easy thing about hooks is when you're buying lures, the manufacturers have done all the work to figure out how those um lures are balanced correctly. Although we talked about on a different podcast uh weighting lures differently, changing hooks, changing one hook to make the bait a little different than how it comes from the package. But if, if the consumers are buying something uh, uh, that's made from a manufacturer, it's all set. It's got the right hook in it. So there is some things they can buy pre-rigged. Uh, but sometimes replacing those hooks, uh, I, I would think we would have to recommend that they take a the bait or a hook with them if they get dull or broken or bent and need to be replaced so they can match up close to the same size yeah it's a hundred percent i have replacement hooks for every bait category i throw and a lot of times that's in the treble um and i'll get a real good hook mustad makes some great ones um there's gamakatsu both those brands probably my two go-tos on replacement hooks and there's another thing with some baits that we throw that deflect especially swim baits we there's there's certain swim baits that have a treble hook up front and some crankbaits too that Believe it or not, I'll cut off one of the trebles on the front side, and it makes it virtually hangproof, which is an amazing thing to do if you mess with that. I understand if you screw it up, it might cost you a little bit to start over and put a treble hook on the front. But if you get it right and you can run th something through a jungle and not hang it just because you've cut one treble off and it doesn't sacrifice your hookup, it's a big deal. So that's another. No, those are some little weedy things we can play with, too, on the hook front that it makes a huge difference on presentation. Absolutely. Now there's uh, there's trailer hooks for bait. We, we use them on buzz baits. We use them on spinner baits. So you know there's uh, there's other applications there. Maybe talk a little bit about a tr what a trailer hook is. Well, it's literally what it implies. A trailer hook's going to come with a little plastic, oftentimes over the eyelet, and you hook it into the primary hook. Spinner bait and a buzz bait are the two main things people use it on, and it's incredible. The difference it makes a trailer hook's going to lay in the same position that the primary hook will so it's not going to increase it from hanging up but so many times if you if you go out and and for whatever reason 
you get two or three blow ups on a buzz bait and they miss it. The first thing you should do is put a trailer hook on. And I don't necessarily start with it because I think you get a little bit better performance out of the bait without it. But generally speaking, if there's short strike in it, you, you definitely need to put one on. And oftentimes they're, you know, big hook with a little plastic part. You just put it or rubber part and you put it right over the eye of the hook. So it can't back off. Excellent. Excellent advice. Uh, real quick here. Uh, any applications that you would use a weedless hook for live bait or any other uh, type of uh, plastics presentation? Yeah, we use them all the time. And one way to make them weedless is to hide it with a Texas rig, and people can, can Google that. But another thing to do is to buy an actual weedless hook. And the big thing about you'll and you'll see them, they're either wire or they're nylon or whatever. But the, the big thing about a weedless hook is if you get it in brush, finesse it out. Because if you rip stuff in brush, a weedless hook will still hang. But if you walk it through, it's amazing what you can get a bait through with a weedless hook if you just tickle the tip. And it's not going to sacrifice your bites, but it's going to definitely increase your likelihood of not getting hung up. Excellent advice as always, Dan. Thanks for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Dave. Thanks. No problem. That was Dan Johnston. Steve Sarley is remote. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back after these messages. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. And I always like to say that uh, everybody that does this segment has a passion for the outdoors. And our next guest has been on before, and, and uh, he's with Fishing for Life. He does the Deep Seas Men's Ministry uh, Director as his position there. I'd like to welcome back Steve Crookshank. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing good. You know, your uh, Fishing for Life uh, group, you guys do so many things with uh uh, helping city kids discover fishing, things with families, things with the uh, uh, men's group. Tell, give us a little overview of, of what you do there and, and uh, what you're all about. Well, Fishing for Life serves kids, families, veterans, and communities through fishing and outdoor activities. 
We started about 16 years ago. A guy named Tom Goodrich uh, had a vision in Afghanistan on one of his uh, tours over there. That he wanted to do some kind of a, uh, be able to get kids outside fishing. So he, when he got back from Afghanistan, Fishing for Life was born, and uh, we've got eight core programs now. One of them is our Deep Seas Men's Ministry, which I'm the director of. And we have uh, four locations throughout the Twin Cities. We have a, a north group, south group, east group, and a west group. We meet at 6 o'clock. We have dinner, and uh, we have a round table where we go around, and you get uh, three to five minutes to tell your uh, story or if you have any uh, big fish stories or hunting stories or prayer requests or prayer praises, we take those as well. Then we, as we're eating, we do that, and then we move into a devotion, usually by one of our members, and then there's a guest speaker that talks about fishing. Excellent, excellent. And and uh, how how um, do you do uh, fundraising at these events that you do also? Uh, most of our fundraising is done separate from our events. Okay. Um, like we have our, our lake events also, where we will take a hundred kids out fishing. We'll put sixty boats on the lake with a hundred kids. Um, that's just one of our our our, our uh, programs. We have camp ministry where we take kids out uh, up to camp in northern Minnesota for a whole week. Um, our fundraising is, is basically done through our banquet and and a lot of uh, small and large donors. Oh, excellent! So if people uh, we'll give this again, but if people want to find out about more about fishing for life, is there a uh, a website or a Facebook page or anything like that they can go to? There certainly is. It we just uh, we just completed our awesome uh, website at fishingforlife.org. Fishingforlife.org is the uh, website, and we're also on Facebook. We have also have a uh, Deep Seas Facebook page, and we have a Fishing for Life Facebook page. Excellent, excellent. So they can uh, go to that and uh, be up to date on the events. And are you uh, all of the events in Minnesota right now? Uh, except for our marathon man, which we do down in Indiana, but yeah, other than that, they're mostly all in Minnesota. Okay, are, are you looking to grow chapters if people are interested in talking about doing something like this in their area? We are interested in that, um, and if anybody is interesting that is listening, they can contact me uh, through the website or through Steve at fishingforlife.org as well. Tell me a little bit more about the banquet that you do and when that is and, uh, you know, how people can participate in that. Well, with COVID last year, we yeah. had to uh, do a virtual banquet, which was kind of cool because we actually got Ron and Al Linder to uh, be in the banquet. And they were our, our big sponsors. And, of course, this was before Ron passed away. But um, this year, we're, we, uh, we're going to do it in the spring, but we still weren't sure as far as what we were going to be able to do. So we postponed it till, till, um, October and we're going to go back to our, our big format. We 450 to 500 people at our banquet. We have a, a, a silent auction and we have a live auction. Uh, we have several, uh, different, um, uh, uh, auction items to go a lot of fishing trips, guided fishing trips and, and uh, we do a, a program, give everybody an idea of what Fishing for Life is, so, so um, uh, the opportunity is there. Excellent, excellent. So most of the kids that participate then come out of the, uh, the Twin Cities that go up there, or they come from across the state in Minnesota or Wisconsin or anywhere else? Right, across the state. And we do a lot of work with the Wounded Warrior Project as well. So 
we get a lot of those um, wounded warriors that come from all over the state to participate as well as the kids. Yeah, many, many opportunities there to get out. And, and I, think, uh, I think a lot of people uh, um, that haven't participated in something like this, um, are, are you looking at uh, any time to pick up additional volunteers to help with some of these events? We're always looking for more volunteers. And that's where the website will come in. If you go, you know, fishingforlife.org and then click on volunteer tab, you can fill out a uh, volunteer request form and it has a bunch of different things on there that we do and you can check as many boxes as you'd like no that's excellent and and i think a lot of people i've done some veterans events and done some kids events here uh i've been in the uh, retail tackle world uh for oh in this building where i'm at 33 years but about over 40 years but the uh uh it's very rewarding to go and do these events and uh Sometimes we take it for granted that uh, we can go fishing when we want to, uh, other than our life and our work schedules. But some of these, some of these people in these groups only get out once or twice a year when they're invited to or see, find the opportunity to be taken at one of these events. And I think it's uh, important for the volunteers to uh, experience one of these because I think uh, you get a lot more out of it than you give. I just had a request from last night. A woman contacted me. Her son is at the end of life, and she asked if I knew somebody who had a boat where he could go on a boat ride. That's one of the things that he wants to do is go on a boat ride. I said, I have a boat, and I'd love to take him out on a boat ride. You just tell me where and when, and I'll show up. So it's things like that, that the opportunities that we get. I've taken several kids out that have never been in a boat before, have never caught a fish, get to see them catch their first fish on their first boat ride. And and that's why we put the, put together the Deep Seas Men's Ministry as well, so we can keep track of all these guys, keep track of all the men that take kids out fishing. Absolutely, and I, and I think it's good. And you got things like that with kids and the veterans. I've done a couple of veterans groups. And, you know, many of these guys, um, it, I, I've found that there's two, two groups of people and the two groups of these veterans that go. Some of them want to tell you about their experience, and I believe that's the therapeutic value for them to talk about it. And some of them never want to talk about it again. Do you, you find the same type of experience in, in what you're doing? Yeah, we do. And what we've done in the past is when we, we have our pay it forward, we take 68 veterans to Lake of the Woods every year, all expense paid trip. We start out at the Inok County Fairgrounds in a bus, a 68 passenger uh, coach bus. And when you get an, when you get a current conflict warrior and a Vietnam warrior uh, sitting next to each other for five to six hours on a bus, mm. They start telling their stories whether they want to or not. They don't even know they are. And, and you are 100% correct as far as that is the therapeutic value in that. That's the healing. When the healing starts is when they start telling the story. It, it does. And uh, the last couple of events, I've happened to get paired with the same same guy. And he happened to be a chaplain. And uh, we couldn't even tell you know, stories after you're fishing with the chaplain, you come in, you had, you know, the photos and the, the fish stories that had to be accurate. So that was uh, kind of fun to have him. But, uh, you know, same thing. You get you get these guys that uh, uh, want to get out there and enjoy something. And uh, it's just a, a very rewarding thing to do. And I think anybody that uh, uh, has ever thought about doing something this, and if you're in the Minnesota uh, 
in the state of Minnesota, as far as that goes, uh, you know, check out the fishingforlife.org and, and uh, you know, see, see what it's about. And, and uh, is there events that are coming up anytime soon? Because we are kind of coming out of the COVID thing. It seems like things are getting better. More and more people are vaccinated and, and outdoor events are seem to be safer and safer every, every week and month. Uh, are there events that are coming up that are still going to go on uh, this summer? Yes, we're 100% back to our normal schedule now. So June 17th, we have our Armed Forces Family Fishing Celebration at Lord Fletcher's in Minnetonka, on Lake Minnetonka, in in Minnetonka. And uh, that's for all veterans and their families to come out. And uh, we usually get between 60 and 80 vets to come out and, uh, and go fishing with their families. Yeah, that that's excellent, and and to have those experiences. So there you go. If anybody's in the Minnetonka area, maybe maybe if you don't want to volunteer, but you want to get a glimpse at what's going on, you you could you know uh, go to the fishingforlife.org uh, site and and maybe get an idea of uh, you know hit check some of those boxes to volunteer, and I think that's the ultimate way to to learn about this and and get involved. Or uh, if if they don't want to get involved themselves, but know veterans or kids uh, they can find out information about your events for maybe participants correct exactly right yes the the website we just completed its brand new website we're really uh, happy with what we've got and uh, i think once you go there it's real easy to navigate i think you'll like it so check us out excellent do uh volunteers or participants need to have any equipment no we actually have uh men that want to take kids out fishing that we actually give them boats to use we one of our one of our ministries is is our reel them in which we call uh, you know it's a reel them in it's a rod rebuilding uh and so we we take all different kinds of rods and reels we take boats we take motors we take campers we take trailers we take everything out there uh and then we sell those at our, our garage sale and boat option and that's another way how we uh, collect a few funds. But if uh, so, what, once in a while we get a boat that's uh, well enough to uh, keep in our fleet, which we have about ten boats, and we rotate them around to people that don't have boats but are are willing to take kids out fishing. So we we give them the boat for the summer, and they can use it to take their families out fishing as long as they show up at our lake events and take some kids out fishing. There you go. So if people do have things to donate, tackle or boats or things like that, same thing, go to the fishingforlife.org website and they could get your contact information so that they, you know, some people end up with a uh, a boat that they really don't need and, and don't need the money to sell it to buy their new boat. This would be a perfect opportunity for somebody to do that or some, some lightly used tackle that could be put to use for some of these events. I'm sure you would appreciate and use that. And if not, you could possibly sell it in a garage sale to raise funds for things that you need other than the, the equipment. That's exactly right. Well, that's excellent. And, uh, uh, kind of glad that uh, things are going going well and back to the direction uh, of being able to do things live for you guys and everybody else, all the events that will go forward and outdoors uh, activities have been safe and it's been good and uh, definitely appreciate you uh, being on the podcast again, Steve, uh, and I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk to you. Yeah, I really enjoy being able to talk to you guys and, and everybody out there and I, I just uh, look forward to the next time you guys call me. So yeah. thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. That was Steve Kirkshank from Fishing for Life. 
And this is the We Fish ASA podcast. This segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I am Dave Cran. Steve Starley is remote, and we will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta. We're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is not in the studio. He's remote because we're still following all this COVID stuff, being separated. But we'll be back together again someday. You know, We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. You know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. Boy, talk about a Cinderella story, uh, a dream come true. I know everybody who's listening to this that picks up a rod and reel on the weekend uh, to get out and do some fishing has dreams and aspirations of becoming a big-time professional fisherman carrying big trophies and uh, walking across the stage to get handed big six-figure checks. Uh, it seems like it's a, you know, it's a complete dream. It is, and there's a guy right now who's living that dream. He's fishing his first season on the Elites, and he went down to Lake Gunnersville, one of the most uh, incredible lakes in this country, and uh, he just had an unbelievable performance with a wire-to-wire win. He absolutely kicked butt. Didn't even bother to take time to take names. No kicking butt and taking names. He just kicked butt. He is from Wisconsin. His name is Caleb Kufal. Hey, Caleb, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, c- congratulations. I find it absolutely amazing. I joke around. We, we get people on the show, and uh, these are big names, and, and uh, we're asking where you live, what's your home water? Oh, I moved to Lake Gunnersville. That's my home water. Lake Gunnersville, Lake Gunnersville. Man, it seems like half the tour uh, lives on that lake. And and here you go. You get a guy from Wisconsin come down and, and, and just devastate the field. 
Yeah, it was quite a tournament for me. Um, <clears throat> historically, I do pretty well down in Alabama, so that's really kind of nothing new for me. But I've just had a, a good track record down there over the years. But, yeah, just uh, to get that win this week, uh, just, just an amazing deal for me. You have not been – you're only – are you 36 now? Uh, I just actually turned 38, uh, 38. last oh. week, so – yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? You you have been fishing all your life. You've been on the uh, uh, involved in the industry. You've uh, you've guided for a long time. You've worked in retail, and uh, uh, you have fished a lot of local tournaments before you moved in. Not before, but at the same time, you you fished a lot of local tournaments as a boater. You have fished an awful lot as a co angler on the big tours. Um, go through your career for me and tell me how you got to where you are today. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I, I started fishing at a really young age, you know, probably five or six years old. My grandfather had a, a place on a lake, you know, and I, I kind of got the itch from there, but started fishing tournaments when I was 18. I started in the BFLs, uh, FLW BFLs and actually fished over a hundred tournaments over the years with them, uh, fished a lot as a as a co-angler to start and then as i got better went over to the boater side and pro side and fished the costas uh, ever starts way back when and um you know did pretty well you know fished a couple championships uh, for a couple times as a co-angler and uh just uh you know kind of kind of blossomed from there uh in 2019 uh, I heard that the uh, the Bassmaster Opens were going to the Mississippi River, and that's kind of a place near me that I like to fish and that I like have a lot of experience on. Uh, so I signed up for that tournament, and I decided to do the the whole schedule, which was four tournaments, and ended up winning one that year, uh, coming second in another one, and ended up third in the points, which would qualify qualify me for the the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh -huh. and that's what I'm doing right now. So. This is actually my, my second year um, fishing the elites. So, uh, you know, it's been a, about a year and a half. We got two events left this year yet, but, uh, you know, it's been a good uh, a good ride so far, but uh, this, this one really helps. Oh, heck, I'm, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it's a big step up in class to go to the elites. Uh, it brings in so much more pressure, so much more expense. And I would think when you started fishing the opens, it was in the back of your mind, hey, my goal is to, to qualify for the elites. I would love to do that. Um, were, were you prepared in advance to make that jump and spend that kind of money and commitment to, to do it? Or was it a dream you didn't think was going to come true? When, when did you actually get the feeling, hey, this thing is could become reality for, for Caleb Kufal? Well, I'll tell you, for pretty much my whole life, I, I had kind of thought, man, this is really something I'd like to do. But honestly, I didn't think I, I was I was going to be able to do it. Um, I thought I was good enough to do it, but uh, financially, it takes a, a lot of money to, to fish the pro tours. Um, and then in, in 2019, winning on, on Smith Lake in Alabama, uh, won a lot of money that year and was able to put that money toward fishing the tour. Uh, so that really, really helped uh, going forward. Certainly, I, I can I can understand it. What, what's your What's your personal situation? Married kids? Uh, no, I'm single. Oh. Uh, not married. So okay, so so now you're 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 turning into one of the more uh, 
attractive targets for the ladies on the uh, on the pro bass circuit now. Six figure checks, you know, nice boat moving up. I'm sure the sponsors are, are ringing your phone off the hook right now. Uh, yeah, well, I I tell you, I've been swamped with uh, with phone calls, emails, and, and texts just the last you know since I since I won yesterday. So it's been it's been crazy for sure. So. Hopefully we get some, uh, you know, some good stuff moving forward, you know, sponsor wise and, and, uh, you know, doing a lot of interviews and stuff and just exposure, you know, for myself is just, just a big deal. Cause really nobody knows who I am. So you know, I get my name out there. I, 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 oh, it's going to happen. You know, you, you, you want an elite, uh, people start talking about you. You're all over the internet. Uh, you start doing shows like this. It's, uh, it's certainly, it's certainly going to happen. I don't, I don't know what your situation was going into uh, uh, Gunnersville, but I had read last year on, at the Smith Lake Tournament, uh, Pisky Fun was your only sponsor. That's a, they, they do reels, and uh, the, I'm not sure if they do rods or not, but I know they, they were your sponsor. They're the neighbor across the front of your jersey. Uh, did you have any others going into Gunnersville? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have uh, quite a few actually right now. Okay. Uh, PC Fun is my is my main deal. Uh, they're my title sponsor. I got a boat and uh, and truck wrapped uh, in their colors, but they sell a lot of different stuff. Uh, reels is their their mainstay kind of. Uh, they do more reels than anything else, but they do sell some rods. They sell tackle bags and you know dry bags and tools and line and all that other stuff. So um, they've helped me a lot of, over the years. But as far as uh, other sponsors, uh, Kalen's Fishing. Sure. Uh, I use a lot of their soft plastics and stuff. I got uh, Van Horn Ford uh, from Oconomowoc, up where I'm from, um, car dealership. I got uh, Powerpole, Total Boat Control. I used that a lot this last week. That was a major player in, uh, in winning this event. And uh, Boat Dock from uh, Lamira, uh, actually up by the Mercury plant in, uh, in Fond du Lac. Uh-huh. So I got them uh, as a boat dealer. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uncle Josh, um, you know, maybe a couple other smaller deals. So I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Marine, you know, I, that's a good one, too. I got to ask you, you know, you, you go up on stage in a way. Let's say the Smith Lake one last year where you hadn't won a major before that. You have a limited amount of sponsors, and they're on stage asking you questions. What did you use? What did you do here? And you'll, you'll see guys – it's it's like reading a phone book, you know, blah 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 blah. You're reading off their sponsors one after another. You're talking about winning the tournament. They're asking you how you did it, and you're not going to talk about sponsors because you don't have any. Do you say exactly how you did it, or do you start talking names of sponsors who you would like to be having? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, dro- dropping dropping a name here or there. That's got to be really difficult than having a list of sponsors that you have to mention, uh, almost as difficult as having sponsors and then using a competitor's tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm a pretty honest guy. I mean, I'll tell you how it, how it is, you know, and, and I use the best stuff. I use stuff that, that I like to use. And I don't know, I guess having – Fewer sponsors kind of helps you out with that because you can you can use a, a broader array of tackle, but I think people I think people appreciate the honesty and it comes it comes through. Uh, you, you know, uh, I always uh, 
I always get a laugh when I'm watching a weigh-in, and, and the guy they ask the guy, "Hey, who'd you like to thank?" And he's, you know, I couldn't have done this without my ba- uh, without my battery charger manufacturer. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, really, yeah. really, boy, oh boy, yeah, how many fish did that put in the boat? But you know, they, they want to schmooze the guy, and, and they say it. But I, I prefer hearing uh, hearing uh, the honesty. And and, and I remember, um, I believe it was uh, Denny Brower told me, uh, you know, a long time Bassmaster Classic champion that uh, he. Uh, he had a, uh, a hard bait sponsor. He was being interviewed after winning the tournament, and he told the name of the hard bait that he had won, and it was not his sponsor's hard bait. And afterwards, he said, oh, my God, they are going to drop me like a rock. And he said he got a call the next day from the president of the company. He said, Denny, really appreciate what you said. It makes people understand what an honest man you are, naming a bait that you're not sponsored by People are going to say, that's an honest guy. He says, and we really appreciate you being you. Just do us a favor. Don't do that again, please. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big deal. Like, I mean, this last week, uh, I got Kalen's Fishing as a, as a soft plastic sponsor, uh, but I caught, you know, pretty much all my fish on a, on a Zoom Z-Hog. Uh-huh. And uh, they don't have a, uh, Kalen's doesn't have a, a creature bait. Um, you know, like a flipping style like that, but we're working on that. We'll, we'll try and get something out there, you know, hopefully in the future, design something good, good for flipping. So you're uh, from, we'll you're, see how that goes. you're from Wisconsin, a muck while ago, I believe, right? Oh, uh, what's that? Sorry. You're, you're from Wisconsin. Yes. I'm from uh, McGuanago, Wisconsin. Not that far west of Milwaukee, right? Right. Yeah. And what, what would you consider home water? Uh, if you're familiar with any of the lakes around there, Pewaukee, Okachi, Nagawicka, um, bigger, bigger bodies of water, Winnebago's to the north of me, uh, you know, uh, Mississippi River is to the west. Uh, but we got like 30 or 40 lakes just, you know, surrounding my, my home area there that I can fish. Well, you, um, when you drop you know, a name like Pewaukee, that, that's a, uh, for people who have never been up that way, that's a very heavily pressured body of water. Boy, it's a, uh, anybody wants to get out in the Milwaukee area has been out of Pewaukee. It's crowded. Weekends are jam-packed. Is fishing heavily pressured water an advantage in learning how to become a great fisherman? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, fishing pressured fish, you know, fish that are, are harder to catch, you know, is obviously a positive in, in uh, you know, trying to catch those fish, you know, honing your skills and stuff. But um, I'll tell you, P- Pewaukee Lake was, had a big role in, in my win this last week. I was fishing pretty much the same style of fishing as I would on Pewaukee um, huh. this last week. You know, flipping flipping grass. Pewaukee's got a lot of grass in it. Right, right. Uh, a lot of six to eight foot, you know, same depth range that I was fishing, at least my, my first area that I was fishing in the mornings every day um, at Gunnersville. So, but yeah, I learned a lot from that lake that I could could use this last week. Good information. Hey, I want to take a real quick break. I like to let our sponsors have a word. When we come back, we're going to be able to spend some more time with the winner of the latest elite tournament. He's a $100,000 plus winner uh, from this big event that was just held on Lake Gunnersville in Alabama. He is Caleb Kufal. He's from Wisconsin, and he is king of the hill and the Bassmaster Elites right now. We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. We will be right back after this. For most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do 
is take matters into the seat of your, well, shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in Category for Technical Clothing. Built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuables safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com slash overboard. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting rail. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth, St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Sarling. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. You know, if you'd be interested in becoming an advertising partner of the We Fish ASA podcast, please contact us through our website, wefishasa.com. You know, if you'd like to become an advertising partner of our guest, uh, Caleb Kufal, you can give us a holler. We'll give you his contact information. But but I think his his cup is overflowing right now, but you, ne- you never know. We'll, we'll hook you up with him. Now, we're on Facebook. You can check us out there. We're easy enough to find when you locate us. Please follow us and share us. We thank you for all of your support. Caleb Kufal, McQuanago, Wisconsin. Bassmaster Elite Champion on Lake Gunnersville. Uh, you're working in that southern accent. You know, usually I get a Bassmaster Elite winner. They, they sound like a CB radio. What's the deal with this? You, uh, can, can you pick it up? What's that? Uh, sorry, I, I missed say, that. Can, can you pick up that southern accent? I say most of the guys oh. we get on from the elites uh, sound like a CB radio. You sound like a Wisconsin guy. Yeah, yeah, totally a northerner. So. Um, maybe if I spend enough time down there, I'll, I'll get that going, but yeah, we'll see. Hey, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we are here, Dave and I are here in Northern Illinois and, uh, there, there aren't a lot of, uh, top pro tour guys, whether it be Bassmaster Elite or Major League Fishing, uh, from, from Illinois, uh, you know, Chris, Chris, Go, Chris Grow uh, pops into my head when I'm looking for somebody from our area and, and Wisconsin, are, are few and hard to come by too. How, how does a guy from Wisconsin uh, crack into this? It's uh, It's got to be difficult. I mean, people are sitting back in Wisconsin. They don't even have bass in Wisconsin. Yeah, there's there's actually three of us now. I believe I was the first one uh, in 2019 to qualify. Then we had Bob Downing uh, qualify actually just a, a later in the, the same season. And then uh, last year we had Pat Schlapper that uh, oh, yeah. lives, I don't know, mid-state or so. 
so we got three guys in the Elite Series Tour right now uh, from the Wisconsin area. And then, like you mentioned, Chris Grow is just to the south, uh, just over the border in Illinois. Yeah, that's good. We need a, we need a little bit more presence from uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Illinois. It probably makes it interesting. You know, after a tournament, you guys are standing around and you start talking about the Bears and the Packers, get a little bit heated, I assume. Yeah, you have any absolutely. Uh, you have any uh, insight onto this Aaron Rodgers thing that's going on for us? Oh boy, not much. I'm a Packers fan, but I don't I don't follow it you know real real closely. But uh, we'll see what happens with him. You know, obviously we want him back. You know, he's a great quarterback, and and you know if if we're going to go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be with him. So I say, you know, hopefully he stays. I'm, I'm a I'm a Bear fan, and the Bear fans listening will will not be happy with me, but I am an Aaron Rodgers fan. I just enjoy watching him play. I like his style. I think he's uh, uh, personally a good guy. He's, he's great with the fans. He does a lot of good things uh, for for the public, and, you know, I wish him nothing nothing but the best as long as it doesn't include, you know, beating the Bears. But I, I know that that's, uh, that's a huge thing right now. Um, you, were, you worked in retail. Does, does working in retail – make you a better fisherman people will say that you know mo i'd like to quit my job and open a bait store well you know what you do that and you're going to fish less than you're fishing right now because guys that own bait stores uh, don't fish as much as they used to uh when you're working in a bait store you're spending an awful lot of hours in there stocking shelves behind the counter uh, dealing with customers uh, are there advantages to being in the industry in retail Absolutely. Yeah. Just because you you got your hands on so much tackle, you know, and all the new stuff that comes in over time. Um, I used to work at Gander Mountain um, years ago. I worked there for probably eight or so years. And, and now I'm working at just a, a small tackle store. Uh, very, very part time right now uh, being on the Elite Series Tour. But when you're around so much, you know, so much tackle, you know, you get you, you get a discount on tackle, you know, so you're buying more tackle and, you know, you can't work in one of those places without just buying a whole ton of stuff. So, you know, you're always trying new baits and, and all that. So, but, but you know, you know, exactly what's out at any given time, you know, you don't have to, to look for information on it, you know, it's always right there. So, um, yeah, there's a big advantage to, to working in retail and the fishing industry, so. I, I would think that after winning that uh, Lake Gunnersville event and people knowing that it's you and putting two and two together, uh, there, there'd be a line out the door from people wanting to come in and buy from you and ask questions. Uh, it's got to be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll probably bring my trophy in for a day and, uh, you know, we could show that off a little bit. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hey, ch- charge for pictures. Anybody wants their picture taken with a – an elite championship trophy, a couple bucks would not be a bad deal, huh? Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad deal at all. Yeah, a couple bucks. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you. would be great. I want to talk to you about co-angling. You know, you, you, you made your name co-angler. You're a really good co-angler. And there are people who don't understand this concept. And I'll say co-angler. You get stuck in a boat with a pro. The better pro that you get, the better you're going to do. And it's all a matter of luck as to who you get put in the boat with. That is not true at all. You have to be a good fisherman. And then there is that dynamic of being able to fish with somebody who you've never fished with before that can be difficult, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it was it was more of a learning experience. Uh, I fished through the, the BFLs when I first started as a co-angler. 
um, and move my way up. I fished the the Everstarts way back when. Um, I think it's the the Toyota series now. Um, and then moved my way up to the uh, the FLW Tour eventually, and actually fished that for five years, which is the the professional league, and learned just a an absolute pile of stuff from all those guys fishing with the pros and seeing how they you know how they they do you know in their environment you know on tournament day you know it's just learn so much stuff from them you know it's just invaluable um information that i got got to learn so um you know if anybody's thinking about getting going and and bass fishing you know and, and just want to start out and kind of just test the waters that's just a great platform to to start with i i've said i've said that for years uh uh, you know, for for a co angler entry fee, that's less than you would pay for three days with a ta- with, with a guide, and uh, the, you're getting pros that are better than most guides that you that you get when you're when you're going to an area. And in addition to co angling during the tournament, you can usually get there a couple days early and hook up with somebody for uh, some practice and pre fishing, which can be a, a, an education in itself, right there. Right, right, exactly. Um, I've met so many, you know, good people over the years, uh, you know, pre-fishing with people and fishing tournaments. A lot of the pros that I've gotten paired up with, you know, have become really good friends. And uh, it's just a, man, just a great way to, to learn and, you know, hone your skills and, you know, move up in the sport. I'm not going to ask you for names. I don't want to ever throw anybody under the bus. But have you ever drawn, when you're a co-angler, have you ever drawn a pro who did not treat you? Uh, as well as you thought you could be treated? I've never had any, like, really bad run-ins with anybody. Uh, I I think that, you know, the majority of the people that I've met have been have been pretty nice. Uh, I can't really remember anybody that's that hasn't been, you know, pretty kind to me. I think, you know, people in the fishing industry, you know, just that, that style of, I don't know, person you know that that does that you know just just good people all around so i i, fi- um, I fished as a co-angler in a tournament and the guy i was with had been around for a long time i don't mention no names and i said have you ever had a a bad co-angler he said why don't you ask me if i ever ever had a good co-angler he says co-anglers stink i can't stand them i wish <laughs> they'd get rid of them never had a good co-angler they're all inept oh my god i can't stand and I, yeah. I, I was afraid to, 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 to cast, you know, I figured I cast and I backlash, she's throwing me out of the boat, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a tough situation to get into. I, I think it's great when they are helpful because you know what, they, they got to realize you're a co-angler, you're not on their level, you're trying to get to a better level and it's, and it's part of their job is to help get you there, you know, just don't do anything to hurt. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You gotta be the, you gotta, you gotta kind of stay in your place. You know, you're, you're there to learn. You're there to, you know, compete against the other co-anglers, not against the boaters and, and, you know, just kind of go from there. So last, last co-angler question. Have you ever been uh, with a guy and and, uh, you're the co-angler and the co-anglers aren't, aren't allowed to give recommendations or suggestions or say what to do. Have you ever been with a guy who said, boy, I don't think this is right. I think we should be trying this instead, but I can't say anything. That ever cross your mind or you get that feeling like, I know what I'm doing here and I wish we'd try it. Yep. Absolutely. I've been, <laughs> I've been in that position many, many times, you know, 
guys, you know, telling me, uh, yeah, I think we should, you know, maybe go over there, you know, move or try something different or this ain't working. Why aren't we around them? You know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all comes with the territory. Yeah. You know what? I think, I, I, you know, Caleb Kufal, I think when you start hitting those things, uh, uh, those experiences on a more regular basis, it's, it's changing your mind. It's putting in your mind. I think we're ready to go out on our own. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, definitely see that happening. Uh, uh, coming up from uh, McWanago, Wisconsin, do you fish for anything other than bass? I do not. I have fished pretty much bass since day one. Uh, maybe when I was super, super young, you know, starting on bluegills and that. But I'll tell you, ever since uh, I probably turned, I don't know, 12 years old or so, it's been all about the bass. Uh when I was, I think, I think 10 or 11, we moved out to, or my family moved out to a place out in McGuanago, Wisconsin, that had a, a couple of local lakes, just kind of little ponds, and they were just chock full of bass, and, and that's what got me started, got me, got me the itch, and I've never looked back. And smallmouth, largemouth doesn't make a difference to you, does it? I prefer largemouth. I actually, huh. with it, it's surprising because I'm from up north. A lot of guys say, "Oh, sure. you, know, you got all smallies up there." And it's like, it's like, no, you know, if I have a choice in a tournament, I'm going to go for largemouth. You know, they're a heck of a lot more predictable in their movements, and you know, smallies will they'll they'll stick it to you if they can. So, I like fishing for 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 anything though. I mean, it's you know, it's it's bass fishing. You know, it's great. But, you, li- you like fishing uh, for choice, largemouth. You like fish for anything. You like catch anything, and you proved you can catch them with the big boys when, when the money's on the line. You went down to Gunnersville with an unbelievably strong field and showed what Caleb Kufal is made of. My my goodness, I look at that. Uh, I look at that list of guys that you were you were fishing against. Uh, j- just the other guys that finished in the top ten and. Uh, I, I don't know how you could fish. I'd be so nervous looking at that, but you were calm, cool, collected. Stood up there, got handed the big trophy and the big check. You're back on your way to Wisconsin and ready to do battle again. We wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Caleb Kufal, and, and win another one. We'd love to talk to you again sometime. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Bassmaster Elite Champion from Lake Gunnersville, Caleb Kufal. How cool is that? Great job, Caleb. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, which, you know, is the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests. We had Dan Johnston from St. Croix, our good friend. Steve Crookshank, Fishing for Life, great organization. Check out their new website. And I was just pleased to visit with Caleb Kufal, Bassmaster Elite winner down on Lake Gunnersville, and a good guy. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. Take a look at the most complete line of reels, spinning, bait casting. They've got it all. They hit all the price points. What a phenomenal lineup. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. We definitely cover all of them. And don't forget, you can always listen to the We Fish ASA podcast on our website, wefishasa.com. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or somebody we should have on the show, please let us know that too. 
I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.